Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fignas podcast. This is episode number 263 overall, but if you're keeping track by season, that is season six, episode number 24, and my name is Britt. And my name is Craig. And Craig, we survived the week 18 that I thought should be canceled. I'll go to my grave feeling that they should not have played this weekend, but they did. That's fair. Yep. Yep. That's it. It's just a difference of opinion. The NFL is wrong and I'm right, just like everyone else in life. Um, So here we are. It's playoff time. It is. That you know, it is. I, I'm, you know, we, Black Monday came and went. We're going to talk about that. We're going to look at the wildcard weekend that's coming up. But first... Let's begin where we always begin. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I already opened this and put it in a glass, so. Uh, staying local, uh, I have another beer from Reverie up in Newtown. This is the Washington Sour Cherry Sour Ale. Ooh. Um, in the picture of it, there is there are two little cherries who are screaming with an axe over them, so. Frightening. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is this is really just straightforward. It's a it's a tart cherry sour ale. Um, okay. It's six point three, so it's not it's not too bad. And if you don't like tart cherry or tart cherry juice, you will not like this beer. But if you do, it's actually pretty pretty tasty. Now you know I'm not a, a fan of the sour beers that are right out there, no. generally speaking no. but my wife is so you know hearing about this will definitely pique her interest so uh i have you have you had it before now no all right so go ahead give it a taste because i'm gonna pause here because i want to hear i want to hear the the craig review here hmm yep that is that is sour cherry and it's delicious <laughs> sour cherry like luden's cough drops <clears throat> sour um, cherry you know what? A little bit, like a tiny bit on the aftertaste, if you ever ate a box of those, because yeah. they were pretty much candy. Yeah. <laughs> Do they still make those? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can get, yeah, easily. I, I see them in stores all the time. Hmm. Um, yeah, but it gives you that really, like, pucker mouth sour feeling. Um, right. It's very, it's very good. I like it. Oh, hopefully the, the source will decide to throw a Super Bowl party this year. Because he lives five minutes from there, and it gives us an excuse to go up there and get good and tanked before the Super Bowl even kicks off. So he does, and then you know, since I'm not working the next day, nor am I. <laughs> he'll just stay on his couch. Hell, he he's got a guest room. <laughs> well, that's got true. A guest room in that house, and he's got the man cave in the basement. If we needed to crash there, it probably would not be a problem with him. His dog and his wife might mind, but. You know that nah. we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So yeah, yeah. Um, I am con- I am continuing dry January, and I am drinking a diet cola. Um, what am I? Is this day like twelve? Uh, yeah. Day eleven. Day eleven. How's day, it going? Day, day eleven. I I miss beer. Um, <laughs> work has been very stressful, and I I'll say this: doing dry January has helped me to understand that. When I have a bad day, the first thing I think about is coming home and having a beer. And I think I don't think that's unusual, but I also don't like the fact that my first thought, <laughs> if I have a bad day at work, is I better go get drunk. So, uh, yeah, that's that's fair. That's that's a fair assessment. I've learned a little bit here, um, and it, it, it's a good it's a good learning. I'll say this though: I, I'm I'm committed to a fundraiser on January 27th, and that is going to be where Dry January ends. So. That'll be four weeks. I that's more than any man could be asked to do. So, all right, burning hot takes time. Giving or receiving this week? What do you got for me? I will. I will give. What do you got for me? Okay, so the first thing that I found interesting this this week in the news for teams that are yeah borderline probably rebuilding soon. Uh huh. Uh, Roquan Smith agreed to terms with the Ravens for five years for a hundred million dollars. That's a lot. That of money. makes him the highest-paid linebacker in the league. Uh, it includes forty-five million dollars guaranteed and sixty million in total guarantees. Hmm. <clears throat> now here's what this tells me. This tells me, and I just want to get your thoughts on this. The Ravens have zero interest in re-signing Lamar. 
Like, I, I, no, I and, he, and he's and he is probably more than likely not playing in the wild card game against the Bengals. Oh, yeah, he's going to be out again this week. Um, I, I definitely think you, you mentioned that on Sunday. I think you said to us while we were sitting watching football, I think you asked me and Sean, if you were Lamar, would you play? And Sean immediately went, no. <laughs> I think we did. Yeah. We played a board, I think we played a board game, and Sean was in the middle of a turn, and Sean didn't even hesitate. The guy who overthinks what he's going to order at a freaking um, McDonald's, yeah, at a McDonald's. <laughs> I like don't ever take our contributor Sean to a diner. <laughs> it's a big menu. Diner, it's a big menu. We've been going to that same diner for forty years, and literally <laughs> since we were like ten years old, we've been going to the same diner, and it still takes him twenty-five minutes. He reads that menu like he's never seen it before in his life, and then and, and Craig's just like. Hey, so what do you think? And Sean was like, no, like instantly, <laughs> you know? So I, I don't know if he'll play. It doesn't look likely like, like he will play. I, I don't yeah, know I, if this is a message from the Ravens or not, but it clearly puts the Ravens in a more precarious uh, cap position. And it kind of draws a line in the sand. Um, I don't know. Does he have eligibility to be, um, to be tagged? I want to say yes. I didn't I check. I think he does too. If he does this, this is this is less to me. We are we're, we're moving on from you, and it's more like you're gonna have until like the end of the season to to start talking to us, or we're just gonna cap you, we're gonna tag you, mm. um, and then we'll figure it out, and then you're just gonna have to settle for what is an average because, deal. Because he wants, you know, he wants Patrick Mahomes level money, right? And I do not think the Ravens are going, to, especially given that he's hurt his knee like what two or three times already. Oh, there's no question they have no desire to give him that contract that large. The question is, does he think he's going to do better on the open market than he would with a franchise tag? And hmm. if, if he's if he gets tagged, if he's eligible to be tagged, I mean, that's a ton of money. Don't forget, tag money is not cheap. So if he gets, I mean, but this is to me, this is the Ravens basically drawing a line in the sand and saying, prepare to be, prepare to be franchise tagged. That's how we're going right. to keep you and you don't like it. And that's going to be tough shit because you have not played consistently because of your injuries, you know? And again, yep. I hate, I hate when I say stuff like that, because it makes it sound like I'm blaming somebody from their age for their injuries. And listen, some Jason Pierre Paul blew his hand off with fireworks. He has to be held accountable to that. He injured himself in that right. with his decision-making 90% of football injuries are not by decision. I understand that, but there is something to be said about, reliability when it comes to football players and he has not been reliable and I, there's a lot of football players out there who sit there and go well i only played six games this year but look at those six games you missed 11 games that's that's something a team has to consider mm -hmm. you know i like yeah so that's that's me what do you think on this is this, is this them is this them I, starting the, the withdrawal or is this just a line in the sand um... I feel like it's in some weird gray area because, like, we don't know what the contract talks were like. And his yeah. his mom is his agent, so I haven't heard how any of those talks went. But I do probably know if he get does to get tagged, she's gonna go knocking on a lot of teams' doors. <laughs> I I I hope to God um, they resume contract negotiations, and she shows up with like a wooden spoon. <laughs> and the moment he makes some sort of outrageous demand, she just smacks him on the back of his hand. <laughs> because that's that's what I've got in my hand. He's got like this old fashioned fire and brimstone mob who ain't taking shit from Lamar, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if he he wants like we mentioned, you know, you just mentioned before, if his injury history is going to prevent him from getting uh, Mahomes type of deals. Mm -hmm. um, it just not. It's really just too big of a. It's too big of a risk, and I think he. I think that is part of the reason why he's not playing Sunday because if he plays Sunday night mm -hmm. and it's the second quarter and he does anything to himself that makes him come out of that game, his his lof lofty contract uh, aspirations yeah. are are Go gone. Just gone. Absolutely gone. So that leads me to my question for you. I, I, I was I was gonna ask you about like coaching vacancies and stuff but we have plenty of time to get into that um I, I i saw something very interesting while looking at the coaching vacancy stuff and it was about the carolina panthers mm -hmm. so for folks who have not kept up 
There are five head coaching open, uh, five head coach openings as of the time we were recording, which is Wednesday the 11th. And Black Monday only provided two firings because the other three were interim coaches. We actually had more coaches fired over the course of the season than we <laughs> did on the day after the season. And I, I that's I rare. Personally, I can't remember a time that's happened. I, I can't remember a time we lost three coaches in the middle of a season, and then there was only one or two that went on Monday. Just going to show you that patience is not something that comes is not a job perk in the NFL. Um, no. But what I was reading was interesting to me was that the Carolina Panthers job might be one of the most um, appealing. Hmm. And the reason why you, know, you think you know, and my, I read that and I'm like, this guy is on complete crack. You traded Christian McCaffrey away. You have three guys that are all equally bad at quarterback. You're in a complete rebuild. And then he says this. This is from uh, the from NFL NFL.com. He says, if Tom Brady, who is set to become a free agent in March, leaves Tampa Bay or simply retires, none of the teams have a franchise quarterback in place. Atlanta is rebuilding. New Orleans is in a terrible salary cap spot. Tampa would have to replace Brady while likely also being in a tight salary cap spot. And that could position the Panthers for a quick leap to the top of the division. Interesting to me. So my question to you is, Tom is, is, is Tom becoming a free agent. Is Tom done in Tampa? And does that mean Brady retires or does Brady go somewhere else? Um, I th personally think <clears throat> since Brady has brought it up a few times over the past 20 X years, I think he's, he is actually going to try to play until he is 50. I think that is his, since he has all the <clears throat> Super Bowl rings <coughs> cough, mm -hmm. um, I think that is his his goal now. Um, mm -hmm. And if he, outside of getting injured, I think that's what he's going to try to do. And whether that's with Tampa, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, you know, if he winds up somewhere warm, say, I don't know, the Raiders, for example, mm -hmm. um, I won't be shocked. Okay, but you don't think he retires. I don't. I don't think so. Mm. I kind of hope he does, but I also agree he's probably going to try and stretch it out. Um, we definitely saw his his numbers took a, a slight hit this year. His effectiveness, obviously, the team wasn't as good this year. I, I, I was kind of I was I, I was thinking about halfway through this got to be his last year, but you know the guy literally traded his marriage for this season. You know, I, and that's that's harsh. Oh, you don't know what happened behind closed doors. You're right, I don't. But, you know, I know that he said, I'm going to retire. And she was like, I'm so happy. And he said, I'm unretiring. <laughs> and she went, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and then he said, yeah, I've been back seven weeks and I love it. And she said, here's your divorce papers. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. Or or she said, here's her divorce papers. And he came out of retirement. I don't know. Yeah, That's but. possible, too. I mean, you know, but all we can do is go by what we see. And... Right. You know, that's that that's what we see. I mean, I go there was an old commercial and I tell this story during during my trainings all the time. When I do trainings on the appearance of impropriety, which is just if something looks shady in your business dealings, people are just gonna assume it is. There's the there's an old commercial, I think it was for a cable company, where they show a guy making dinner and he's cutting up vegetables next to a pan full of hot oil. And you hear like smooth jazz and he's smiling. You get the feeling he's getting ready to make a romantic dinner. And all of a sudden a cat jumps up on the counter, bumps the pan, which causes the oil to hit the burner and catch the stove on fire. <laughs> and the front door opens and his significant other walks in as he has the chopping knife in one hand. He has the cat in the other. And it looks like he's getting ready to stab the cat with the knife while the kitchen is on fire. And again, the whole point is, <laughs> if it looks if it looks bad, in this case, it wasn't what it looked like, right? Yeah. We don't know that. We have to go by what we see when we see it. And when we see what's happened with Brady in the last year in his personal life, it looks bad. And if he's willing to play through that, I can't imagine he'll retire. But I really kind of hope he does. I hate to see him become one of these guys who fades away. As much as I dislike Tom Brady in general, and I'm no, I have no love for the Patriots. 
I, I, I hate to see good Joe Montana made the best decision. He played two years for the Chiefs, and he was like, I'm walking away. That was the best thing he could do because he was starting to fade. Yeah. Did he? Did Montana get the Chiefs to the playoffs with that year? He got him to the AFC Championship. His first year or his second year? His first year there. Or maybe it was second. <laughs> Might have been his second and the final year. He got them to the playoffs both years he was there, but they, they went to the AFC Championship and got absolutely destroyed by the Bills who were on their way to their fourth straight Super Bowl. Was it three or four that they won in a row? AFC Championship. Uh, four. The Bills, four. Yeah, it was the last was one they won. It was the last one they won before 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 their, their streak ended, and they destroyed Kansas City in that AFC Championship game. So, all right. So, all right. So, that, so what else you got for me? Um, where did it go? I, I damn, don't know. Damn there. websites. <clears throat> Hold on. Where did it go? Okay. So here's here's the other thing, and we talked about this in our in our thread. Yeah. Um, because of the Bears and their spectacular season. Yes. Um, the Bears now have the number one pick yes. instead of instead of the Texans. Yes. There are a couple uh, quarterbacks coming out this season. Mm-hmm. Maybe one that everyone's probably going to want to have. If you're the Bears, what what do you do now? Do you? I mean, you have to listen to offers for that pick because there are multiple teams that are going to want it. Yes. Or do you keep the pick, draft another quarterback, and then trade who you have? So here's the popular rumor I'm seeing on... Wait a minute, this might not be updated. What the hell? What's today? (laughs) Uh, January. January. January 11th. Okay, hold on. So I'm looking at CBS Sports. Okay, it's because they didn't update their draft order. Okay. Right. So there are three experts, air quotes, on <laughs> NFL, on CBS uh, Sports Line that have posted mock drafts. Two of them okay. have not updated it since Sunday, so they have the Houston, uh, Houston Texas with the one pick. <laughs> the one guy who has updated it expects them to take Jalen Carter out of Georgia, the defensive hmm. lineman. Hmm. which would allow Bryce Young to fall to the two-pick, the Alabama quarterback, and he would go to the Texans. Now, what's interesting about this is uh, all, it, whether they, whether you've updated your mock draft or not and, and have the proper order or not, everybody seems to have Carter and Young going 1-2 in what other order that the Bears and the Texans are. Um, one expert says Will Anderson Jr., the ed- edge rusher from Alabama, will go to the Bears. But there, so here's my point: there is enough really top line talent in the defensive ranks. This, and this is, from my opinion, this is the most balanced draft in terms of. Well, it's a defensive draft. Oh, this is a six QB draft. This is a draft full of edge rushers. This is a buffet draft. There was a little bit of everything out there. There is three potential franchise QBs that I can see uh, in Will Levis and CJ Stroud and in Bryce Young. Um, what's his name? It's coming out of Georgia, too. What the hell is that guy? Um, name? Yes. You know, Mumbly Joe. That guy. So there's, there's who's, a- who's actually older than like five NFL quarterbacks. Oh, my God. When I read that, I almost <laughs> fell over. I'm like, that's freaking hysterical. There's like three or four really good quarterbacks. Conversely, there's two really good edge rushers that could go in the top 10. There's two really good D linemen in the top 10. What you do, the only thing you don't have is offensive line support. You know, you, you have one or two um, that are in like the first, that could possibly in the first round. You got a couple tackles. You got one old lineman out of Florida. But the Bears don't need to trade to get something they want. Conversely, they're in a position to trade and screw the Texans if they want Bryce Young out of Bama. So I think the Bears, the Bears phone number will the, uh, the Bears phone will be ringing. But I would not be surprised if they held onto this pick and they went defense in the, with their their one overall. The question really becomes: How much is somebody willing to pay to move up, and where does the Bears move down to? Like I'm just looking I'm looking at this list and the the Colts pick four. 
the Colts are one of the teams that are in the market for a quarterback. If the Colts really have somebody they want, and they're going to throw a pick or two the Bears' way, either next year or you know one of those things where we're going to trade spots with you and then we're going to trade you the 5th, 18th, and 42nd rounds of 2024, and then our first round and 45th round in 2027. One of those things where you're talking about picks way off into the future. Yeah. The Bears are still going to get one of the top three or four defensive players at that four spot. They can afford to move down, but I would not be shocked if the Bears sit tight at one. I, I, The price is going to be high. The price to move up is going to be high because there are three franchise names here and there's more than three teams looking at quarterback. <clears throat> Texans are absolutely looking for a quarterback. Colts, absolutely looking for a quarterback. Uh, and I'm not saying they have to draft one in the first round, but these are teams that can definitely use uh, uh, be looking for franchise quarterbacks. Seattle, L.A. Raiders, Atlanta, the Rams, the Panthers. <laughs> all right, so these are all guys in the top ten. So... Not the Eagles. So one, two, three, four, five, six of the top ten teams in the draft order are going to be looking for their franchise QB, and so the Bears are going to have some court quarter uh, quarters because there's only like three or four guys, and there's six teams that want them. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, it's real early to be talking about the draft, but this is where I we're mean, at. it is. It is, but, you know, it's, this is stuff people are talking about. Yeah. I just feel like, and I think Sean mentioned this because he is a resident Bears fan. I think the Bears have so many holes in their yeah. team other than, so they have Justin Fields, mm-hmm. and then, you're, then your voice trails off because... Yeah, like David Montgomery is, for example, is probably not going to be a bear next year. What about Chase Claypool? Chase Claypool, um, he plays football for a living. Uh, What about about my buddy from the Chiefs, whose name I suddenly can't remember? (laughs) Byron Pringle? Byron Pringle. What about Byron Pringle? (laughs) Um, Sure, but the Bears, excuse me, the Bears don't really. pass much so that's the thing like i just feel like the bears have so many issues yeah they should trade away that first pick to get more picks but also in the back of my head because for some reason like we've mentioned before Mm -hmm. the nfl these days teams are extremely impatient Mm -hmm. for anything i can i can already see them having the mindset well you know Justin's really not working out. We should just draft a quarterback and then trade Justin and see what happens or whatever. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. But I, I, you know what though, if the Bears do draft a quarterback, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be surprised. I, Sean may jump into traffic, but um, yeah, he, he'd have a, he'd have a fit. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I've already got my name of the draft picked out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Roderick Jones. That's a good one. He's an offensive tackle from Georgia who just won the national championship. I look at this <clears> name <throat> and I'm like, that is a name. And That's he's a, a good first one. down guy. I'm um, looking to see if there's any other ones that really jump out. I mean, any good ones. Osiris Torrance from Florida. That's good. Uh, the Osiris well, thing. Um, yeah. I found out that Haha Clinton Dix retired. Oh, speaking of names, great name. <laughs> oh, here you go. This guy sounds like sounds like he's got like a, a series of like film noir detective novels written about him. Dalton Kincaid. Oh, that is definitely a that's de- definitely a, the uh, detective name. I, I feel like somebody should be talking fast in like a 1920s slang accent. <laughs> you're in over your head here, Kincaid. <laughs> you don't know what you're dealing with here and you're going to get yourself run out of town in the gym jam. <laughs> I don't even know what any of that just meant, but that's exactly what it sounds like, though. You know what it is? Dalton Kincaid is going to be the new. Oh my God, what was his name? I'm drawing a complete. My, it's been a long week at work. There was um, the tight the tight end from the Colts that the Guru loved just because of his name. Only caught, uh, only had games like twice a year. What the hell was his name? Moelle Cox. No, no, the guy who was always hurt. Oh, that that doesn't help. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that's that's not good. Tight end, Colts. Looking up live. Jack Doyle. There you go. 
That's it. I don't know why I forgot Jack Doyle's name for a moment there, but uh, John Hansen was obsessed with the fact that Jack Doyle was just a great. It sounded like he, it sounded like he should have a TV series where he solves crimes. Nah, you're, like you're not wrong. It's not wrong. Dalton Kincaid is going to be the new Jack Doyle, and Dalton Kincaid is a tight end. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so, <clears throat> all right, so moving on. I didn't prepare America's favorite game this week because you know what? There's only six games this week. But it does lead to an opportunity for us to talk about those six games directly. So let's go over them. Saturday, right. January, Saturday, January 14th on Fox and Fox Deportes. At 4.30 p.m., we've got the Seahawks at the 49ers. Uh, you know, I probably should look up the lines, huh? It'd probably be interesting just uh, to talk sure. about Sure. So on the surface, Seahawks at 49ers feels really straightforward. I'm betting the Niners to win. What are you thinking? Uh, you know, I was going to say that, but I actually just saw a quote from someone at uh, Caesars in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And they said it would be very bad if the 49ers made it far to made it into the Super Bowl. What, financially? <laughs> uh, maybe. I was trying to find the quote again. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. Well, you know, Seahawks are <laughs> plus nine and a half. Yeah. I think San Francisco wins that by more than ten. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the the Niners, and and I'll, I'll take them at minus nine and a half because the the money line's minus four sixty. So, all right. So uh, just, I'll, I guess, just move on because that game sounds boring to me anyway. Chargers at Jaguars is much more interesting. The Jaguars are the hottest team in the league right now. They've gone seven and one over their last eight games. And, <laughs> really. And, yeah okay hold on let me let me confirm that i don't want to be that guy who's like i say that and it's it's not true because we all know that happens i'm pretty sure that that's what i read though hold on uh info excuse me schedule no 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 i want team schedule show me the jaguars where are they why can't i find the afc south there it is schedule Okay, so that's preseason, regular season. All right, so I need to go. No, I don't want to subscribe to their newsletter. Okay, so in week 18, we know they beat the Titans. Then they won at the Texans, at the Jets. That's three. They beat the Cowboys. That's four. They beat the Titans on 12-11. That's five. Then they lose to the Lions in week 13. They beat the Ravens the week before that by one. So that's six and one. And that's their bye. Since they're by, they're six and one. That's hmm. insane. <clears throat> that is insane. So I really think this is going to be a very interesting game to watch. What's the line on this game? Don't lock on me phone. Oh, it's going to. Jaguars plus two. I would take that. I think so too. I think they have a chance to win this outright. The Chargers are really talented, but they have been underwhelming this year. <clears throat> yeah, they've been very disappointed. And anytime, and <laughs> my nephew actually always yelled at me when I I picked the Chargers for anything, and he was right. Uh, anytime I used the Chargers in any type of parlay situation, it did not work. I mean, they lost to Denver <laughs> in a game that didn't matter, that, and, and then they won a couple in a row. They lost at the at Vegas. They lost at Vegas on December fourth. They, they only beat the Cardinals by a point, but they only lost to the Chiefs by three. All of their games are close. I'm looking to see if there's any games decided by more than a touchdown here. Uh, at the Colts, they beat the Colts by 17. The Rams, they beat by 21. Most of their games are close, so I, I think I really, I, I might take the Jags with an upset special there. I'll take the points because I, you know, I'm not that yeah. confident on the money line, but I would not be shocked if they. Won. I would do. I would definitely do the points. Oh, here, here's the quote: uh, "Liability yeah. is a factor too. The 49ers are the one team we do not want to win the Super Bowl." Just because of the money involved. Yes. <laughs> there must be a ton of money on the Niners, or the preseason odd on the Niners were so extreme that they would yep. take a bath. <laughs> that could be it too. You know, I've got no pity for Vegas because I watched I watched the national championship Monday night and it was disgusting and it made me sad. 
But going into that, I was reading all these things about how double-digit underdogs not only cover, but they've won outright two out of two times in the in the college football championship, um, the playoff scenarios. Yep. And I'm like, okay. So I put a couple bucks on TCU. When I looked at TCU Monday afternoon, 68% of the money in DraftKings was on TCU. 68%. (laughs) And they were the underdog. So the odds were very heavily stacked against them in turn or or in their favor if they should win. So they did. So Vegas freaking cleaned up on the college football national championship game because Georgia was paying like minus 350 on the money line and everyone was betting on TCU. So I have no. Go ahead, San Francisco. You go ahead and make the the, the the Super Bowl. I'm fine with it. So, all right. So that takes us to Sunday, and we got Dolphins at Bills. We found out today that Tua is not playing. Nope. This this to me is game over. <clears throat> For Tua or the Dolphins? For the Dolphins, they have zero chance in my estimation. The Dolphins are now a 13 point underdog. Damn. 13, and I'm comfortable with that. The over-under is 43 and a half, and the only way they get there is if the Bills score 35. I, I, I'm, I'm riding the Bills on that. There, I just don't see any way out. Do you have any faith in the Dolphins <clears throat> at all, or are you just riding with the Bills? Um, yeah, I'm just riding with the Bills. I have no faith the Dolphins are going to really do be able to do anything. That's so. the game. That's the game, friends, <clears throat> to watch live. And if the Dolphins get the ball first... And they march down the field and score, which is unlikely. Bill's defense is good. But if that game is 7 nothing in the first quarter, go and put your money on the Bills then. Because the line will shift by 6 or 7 points, and all of a sudden you'll get in Bills minus 7.5. And, mm-hmm. and that is a lot more attractive than minus 13.5. It's just, that that's why I love <clears throat> in-game lines. These games I know are going to go a certain way. Like there is, I will be absolutely shocked if the Dolphins beat the Bills. Shocked. Well, it happened once already this year. Yup, that was not <laughs> the playoffs, and Tua didn't think he was Batman. That is true. <laughs> that is true. The afternoon game is Giants at Vikings. Don't forget, these teams met earlier this year in Minnesota, and the Vikings only won that game by three. Line yeah, thanks, game, Giants. <laughs> the line on that game is exactly three. Is it? Yep. Hmm. So I, I think the Giants could win this. I think the Giants could win this game. But what I would love to see happen is for the Vikings to come out swinging, score that early touchdown. Now all of a sudden the Giants are plus nine and a half or plus ten. And then mm, I'm putting my yep. money on the Giants. <laughs> and so. do you trust the Giants at that no. point? At ten, I would. Yeah. At plus ten, I would. This is their first time in six years in the playoffs. They're going to be coming out swinging. Doesn't mean they're going to win the game, but they they played this team tight before when playoff seeds were on the line a month ago. So I fully expect them to play them tight again. Hmm. What, what about you, Giants or Vikings? Pick a side. Oh man. You know it would be nice to see the Giants win, but I don't know if they can go there twice and do it. Even though, even what? though Kirk Cousins is going to play on primetime. Wait, is he playing? Is it the game at one o'clock? It's 4.30. Oh, okay. All right, so then it, they're, the Vikings are probably going to win. <laughs> Is that 1 o'clock? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, in their time, it's probably 2. But that's usually their, that's their late window. That's not an unusual start time for them. So, you know. Um, I, the bigger question is, can we afford to go to our friend Sean's house? Because his wife is a huge Giants fan. Oh, God. And... Yeah. And um, she she tends to become very uh, her volume control seems to take a back seat when the Giants are playing, and and I value my hearing so unless I want to bring noise canceling headphones we might have to just not go there on Sunday but um, we'll see what happens. That's there. okay. She's a, she's a very sweet woman but she, and she's <laughs> passionate about her Giants. She's really loud when she gets going on. I'm just saying. So uh, the night game <laughs> is your beloved Bengals and their feared rivals, the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Yep, who the uh, the third string quarterback is probably going to be starting. So, which is why the Ravens are getting eight and a half. Oh, are they? Eight and a half, and the over under is forty and a half. I uh, I mean, 
it feels too low. It does feel too low because I feel like on this particular Ravens team, the Bengals could probably score like 28 by themselves. And the and the Ravens know the Bengals very well, and the, the Bengals have they do. the Bengals have really good defensive players, but there's they have obvious gaps, and they're injury driven gaps. So, you know, again, one of my favorite movies was it Necessary Roughness, where they have to do the onside kick at the end, and the kicker's like sitting there going, "Where's my bitch? Where's my bitch?" Mm-hmm. And he finally looks down the line, and there's a guy shaking in his boots, like scared to death, and he's like, "There you are." <laughs> I feel like the Ravens are really good at identifying the Bengal player that they need to exploit. Like, it, oh, they're, they're, they're running with their third strings free safety. We can throw deep on that side kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I, I feel like the Ravens are historically really good at those kinds of exploitations, um, which benefits you a lot in playoff time because everybody's banged up come the playoffs. So I, I, That's I, true. I, I don't think the Ravens win. But I think this could be a relatively close game, and I think it'll be higher scoring. I think 40 and a half is too low of a line. I would not be surprised if this final something like, I don't know, 31-21, um, just because that, you know, and and and, and that's a 10-point spread. But yeah, you know, I, I I think I I don't know. I'm I'm thinking I might take the under, I'm sorry, the over on the total points there, but I definitely picked the Bengals to advance. There's no question about that. So, yeah, no, I would I would take both of those. Yeah. And then the last game of the day is the uh you might as well be billed as a retirement match because it's Cowboys versus Bucks and uh you know if Dak Prescott doesn't win this game they're probably going to run him out of town and uh Tom Brady's <laughs> 150 years old. So um you know the line on this one is Bucks plus two and a half at home. Yeah. They're at home. They're hosting a playoff game at 8 and 9. Just, just let that let that filter in on you for a second. The Jags are nine and eight. The Bucks are eight and nine, and the twelve and five Cowboys are coming to them. So, yay, I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, so, really, have you ever looked at the Cowboys away playoff away record? The Cowboys? Yeah. It can't be good, but their playoff record in general is bad. So go ahead, hit me with their it. Their playoff. The, would you like to take a guess? The last time they won an away playoff game. Oh, probably the probably Jimmy Johnson was the coach. That would be my guess. Mid nineties. Um, take a wild take a wild guess in the nineties. Nineteen ninety two. You are correct, sir. Really? That was a shot in the dark. I was going to go somewhere between ninety two and ninety five, and I decided to go on the lower end. <laughs> They beat the four. They beat the 49ers. Yes. Okay. And then since since 1992, they have lost. Um, let me count this really quick. They lost to. We have time. Why not? In yeah. 1994, they lost to the 49ers. In 96, they lost to the Panthers. Oh. In 99, they lost to the Vikings. Oh. In 2003, they lost to the Panthers. Mm-hmm. In 2006, they lost to the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. In 2009, they lost to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in 2014, they lost to the Packers. In wow. 2018, they lost to the Rams. And then uh, this year, they are they're going to the Bucks. Wow! If and if you go back, because 1992, like that was their dream team. So, mm-hmm. um, let me see here really quick. Uh they Let's lost. See. They lost in ninety one. And again, folks, I'm just counting away games. Mm-hmm. They lost. They lost in ninety one to the Lions, and then they lost in well before that. They lost in eighty five to the Rams, mm-hmm. <laughs> eighty two to the Redskins. Or sorry, the Washington Commanders. Wow. Redskins. Then eighty one. They lost to the Forty ers Eighty. They lost to the Eagles. These are all on the road. These are all on the road. And they won in 1978 against the Los Angeles Rams. Wow. <laughs> so they're not good away in playoffs. No, I, I would say not. I would say not. Wow. That, that blows my mind. I'm looking to see if there's anywhere on the Internet. It's, everything's on the Internet. I'm looking for somewhere where I could make like actual um, 
playoff predictions and it would give me matchups for next week, but nah, that's fine. I was just I was just curious about it. So um yeah. Alright, so so we've got so who do we like in that game? We like the Bucks then? I would take the Bucks given the history and given that it's still it's still Tom Brady and, and it's still it's still the Cowboys in the playoffs and I don't I don't know. They just don't have it in the playoffs. They they tend to lose track. Their offensive coordinator just got permission to talk to other teams. So the money, the money. Well, this isn't shocking either. The money must be flowing actively on Dallas because the plus two and a half for the Bucks is plus one hundred. Mm. Uh, a spread with a plus pay is usually an indicator that the money is spread out very one sided. Normally, normally when money is when when, you, when Vegas wants to in, in, wants to force you or to attempt you to bet on a underdog, they increase the money line. They increase the win outright line right now. So an average. So normally a point spread line is about minus 100 to 115. That's pretty standard right now on DraftKings <clears throat> plus 100 on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with two and a half points. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just put money on that literally while Craig <laughs> was speaking because he convinced me on and, that. And this is this is kind of funny. So Mike McCarthy is our coach. He won one Super Bowl with the Packers, and that was, what, mm-hmm. 2011? Yeah, something like that. Um, hasn't done, hasn't had that kind of run since then. They, the, the Cowboys are the Cowboys, as you saw last, since he's been their coach. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what I just saw. Earlier today, I saw a headline that said, Jerry Jones said, no, the Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy's job is not at stake versus the Buccaneers. And then another thing that just popped up that I just saw says Dan Quinn to replace Mike McCarthy of Cowboys lose. Which one Jerry of those Jones. do you, which one of those which one of those do you believe more? Terry Jones just walked into the room, grabbed Mike McCarthy by the head, kissed him on the lips, and said, I knew it was you, Fredo. <laughs> That's what just happened there. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I knew it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. That just that just happened. That just happened. <laughs> Oh, I've, I was actually thinking about it on the drive this morning into work. My mind in the mornings is a scary place to be because the random stuff that flits in and out of my head. I'm sitting driving. I'm listening to NFL radio, and they were talking about one of the playoff matchups, but it was not the Cowboy Bucks game. And the thought that wandered into my head was, they're going to fire McCarthy if he doesn't win it at Tampa, isn't he? I mean, they're talking about Giants Vikings, and I'm sitting there thinking, Mike McCarthy's getting fired if he loses this game. I, yeah, I, do. I think it is. He, I think he's... he is. I because that's how Jerry Jones is. Because what happens is Jerry Jones had that dream team with Aikman and Emmett Smith mm-hmm. and Michael Irvin, and ever since then he has never had that level of success for his Cowboys. Yeah, and I think what happens is he's their he's their GM, right? Technically. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Not even technically, right. he is the GM. <laughs> so he's the GM. And he gets players and he signs contracts, whatever. But what happens is, as the season, as every season goes on, no matter who the coach is, since that dream team that he had, mm-hmm. like by their, by like I would say week eight, he kind of morphs into another coach <laughs> as yeah. well as the GM and then as well as the owner and the guy who signs everyone's check. Yep. So, so Nobody. yeah, I think that's, that's, yeah. Nobody yeah. militarizes the media in sports better than Jerry he, Jones. He is good at it. He is good at it. He is it. <laughs> fantastic at it. So, all right. So I'm just looking at, because you and I both have, we both have teams in the AFC that we are huge fans of, and both our teams are in the playoffs. So we're, we're saying the Ravens lose. We're saying the Dolphins lose. We're saying Jacksonville versus LA is a toss up. If that holds true, then that means Bengals at Bills in divisional week. We finally get the Bengals versus the Bills. <laughs> That's going to be a scary game. That's scary. I don't know. And I'll tell you right now, if, if that holds true, if everything holds true, I don't know if I want to see Jacksonville or the Chargers come into Kansas City. I don't know that I want to play either one of them again. We played the both this year. We beat them both this year. I don't know that I want to play either one. <laughs> well, would you want to play your divisional rival or would you rather play... The hottest team in the NFL? Jacksonville. Yeah, exactly. 
a team that's young has nothing to lose and has a quarterback who, oh, by the way, is a disciple of your current head. I'm sorry, has a head coach who's a disciple of your current head coach. <laughs> oh, yeah. And why don't you tell everyone his real name? <laughs> oh, what, the quarterback? Yes. We learned Saturday night that Trevor Lawrence's legal name is not Trevor Lawrence. His legal name is William Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. So much like John Stafford, he will forever be known <laughs> on this podcast going forward as Willie Lawrence. That's right. Willie Lawrence, quarterback. <laughs> right. So now I'm looking at the other side. So we think we think the Niners handle the Seahawks, right? The Vikings, I think so, yeah. The Vikings-Giants is a bit of a toss-up for me, and we think... And the Bucks Cowboys is the 5-4 game. If the Giants advance, they've got to go to Philadelphia. That's going to be the, something. If the Giants upset the Vikings, they have to go to Philadelphia. If the seeds hold, and I'll, I'll still say, if the seeds hold, that means we've got Vikings at 49ers and Bucks at Eagles. Uh, another playoff rematch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't see... I can't see. I I, 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 I kind of want to see the Giants advance just to cause a little chaos because the Giants are going to go into to Philadelphia and lose spectacularly. We know that. So mm. that puts that puts Eagles into the, the NFC championship. And then the question is, who advances in 49ers versus Bucks? Probably the Niners. So if you're looking at Eagles, Niners in the championship, we're looking at the Chiefs and either the Bills or Bengals in the championship most likely. The AFC, yeah. as, as as many injuries are happening in AFC, the AFC feels like the place to watch right now. Absolutely feels like the I, place to watch the, the playoffs. I think so. I think that, and, and granted, we sound biased since we like AFC teams, but, yeah. uh, and, you know, since she also likes an AFC team, so Sean's really the only outlier here. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the AFC teams in general just seem like, at least the last couple of years, just seem like the more exciting team. I mean, there's the Eagles, but the Eagles really only started doing that this year. Um, the Rams were good last year, but they're absolutely terrible. Terrible this year. The Rams are back at their like late 90s, maybe not, not late 90s, like mid-2000s level Rams yeah. where they didn't win more than six games. Post-Kurt Warner era. Yep, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think the AFC is really just the, the this division to the, watch. The road to the Super Bowl? I don't know. Was it? Oh, no, it's just ads for the wild card. Okay. All right, so we did do a metric for this week. Let's just fly through it really, really quick um, because we are out of time, basically, but we're going to go over a little bit today. It's fine. Um, so, again, you have limited matchups this week. There's only six games. It's a short slate, so be very, very careful with your betting this week. Um, I'm going to be looking at using uh, – I, I love Daniel Jones – this weekend, he's only 5,600. I think he's going to have an opportunity to throw the ball around. I'm not considering. the only. There's only a couple guys more expensive than him. Like, Burrow's more expensive, obviously. Where's my buddy? Oh, he. where's my buddy? Uh, there is Josh Allen, 7,900. Not going to touch it. I'm going to go with Daniel Jones at 5,600 and sleep like a baby. What do you think this week at quarterback? Uh, for me, I'm probably looking at Willie Lawrence. Uh, he's 5,700, so he's a little like $100 more than Daniel yep. Jones. But I think Jacksonville is just the team on fire, and the Chargers just been terribly disappointing to me this year. So nothing wrong with that take. <clears throat> I'm gonna look at in the in the running backs. There's really no super value, so I am looking at more balanced guys, and so I'm trying to take guys who are reliable but mid level. And the two names that pop up right away are Travis Etienne and Kenny Walker. Um, Kenny Walker. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of him. We had <laughs> not. He's reportedly a rookie from Seattle. Um, Sean with that reporting back in August. Um, I love ATN and Walker this year, this week, just because they're both around, well, 15900 16300 and that feels like a great price point for them. And I think they both could have relatively productive games. What do you like at running back? I do like Walker and ATN only because of their value. If you want to go like chalky, I would probably pick Eckler over McCaffrey. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, but I think Etienne and Walker are the are the two to go with this oh, week. I I think McCaffrey's my chalk pick. I think he's gonna feast. He's gonna feast on that Seattle defense. So yeah, if I can spend up, I'm spending for McCaffrey personally. Wide receivers. Here's why I love Daniel Jones. The metric has <laughs> Isaiah Hodgins at value, 
Darius Slayton, just underneath value, and Richie James, just underneath value. People you've they, never heard of. <laughs> well, we, yes, we, we've heard of all these guys. Isaiah Hodgins had a great game against Minnesota the first time they played him, something like 10 catches for 89 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, I am I going to use all three of those guys? Absolutely not. But am I going <laughs> to use one? Absolutely I'll use one. I will use one there, and then I'm probably going to grab somebody who I know is going to be tried and true, somebody I know who's going to get an opportunity to catch the ball, like DK Metcalf, um, Mike Evans, maybe. I'd probably go with Godwin over Evans personally just because of the price points. But I, I don't mind a stack where I'm using Daniel Jones and one or two Giants receivers if I feel comfortable with them. You know who else I like is a really good sleeper pick this week is Zay Jones in Jacksonville. You're talking yeah. about using um, Willie Lawrence. If you're going to use Willie Lawrence, I love Zay Jones at 4,300. I've got him slated for 10 points, but he could easily get to 12 to 15 points. What about you? What do you like this week? Uh, I think it's a smart idea taking one of the uh, one of the Giants receivers. Again, don't don't take all three of them. Yeah. Uh, so especially for the value that they're at, uh, Zay Jones, another agree with you there too, is another good pick. I do kind of like Brandon Ayuk for fifty eight hundred. Yeah, that's. Pretty I, I feel like you. they've been they kind of been using him more lately, and I think it could work. Uh, you know, if you want to go if you want to go cheaper. Like, Isaiah McKenzie is 3400 so if you want to you know save money somewhere. Yeah, what's shocking? You know what's shocking? Debo Samuel's $100 cheaper than Ayuk. Oh, yeah, because he hasn't played since he, that much since he's been hurt. Now, we have, him, we have him pegged for almost the exact same amount of points. I've got him at 13 points each. So it's essentially a, a which one do you trust more? Because Craig's right. They've been looking at Ayuk more. But if they get Debo going in that game, I I really think Debo and freaking McCaffrey could just own that game. No, they could. Uh, and you know you could always go with with Diggs and Jefferson, but again they are pricey and who knows how many yards Stefan Diggs is going to catch? No one yep. knows. The end. And I would probably not take Mike Evans because Mike Evans had the game of his year in Week 17. So I lost my championship games. He's, he's- Always so. so streaky. It's 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 like Julio Jones times twelve. Kinda. It's, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tight end. I'm just gonna go with Hayden Hurst and sleep like a baby. Is Hayden Hurst the best guy on the board? Absolutely not. But he's thirty one hundred dollars, and that's fine by me. I totally agree. Hayden Hurst playing for the Bengals, playing in a playoff game in Baltimore, his old team. Uh, he should be pretty healed up, so I think that is a safe bet. I'd probably stay away from Mark Andrews because I don't know who the Ravens quarterback is going to be. And ever since Lamar got hurt, Mark Andrews has kind of fallen off the fantasy earth. Yeah. Now, under defense, normally I just sit here and just pick one. But there is a value option that is overlooked here, and it's the Buffalo freaking Bills. Because Tua is Tua, um, Tua must have been, Tua was questionable. I'm not going to say must have been. Tua was questionable when these lines were printed. So mm-hmm. Buffalo's salary is only 3300 and with Tua out, they are going to feast. The Bills are cheaper than the Niners and the Bengals. They're, the <laughs> yep. third, they're only the third most expensive team out of 12. I am absolutely going to take the Bills this weekend. Oh, yeah. I, definitely the Bills, like you just said, Tua's not playing. The Bills are at home, right? They're not playing in yeah. Miami. Uh, they really are the the best defense for that for that value on this list at no 33. Question. I mean, you can make the argument that the, the Niners have a better defense. The Jaguars defense is playing out of its mind at $3,300. Like, did I just walk into the supermarket when something's on clearance and I'm holding a coupon? <laughs> I mean, that's an insane price point for them. It's like, it's like, it's like you go into the store and you're like, Oh look, pop tarts are two for $4. That's only $2. Oh my God. I have a coupon for a dollar off. I'm getting pop tarts for a (laughs) dollar. And now you're just laughing as you're eating your brown sugar and and cinnamon pop tarts, because that's the only edible brand folks. Let's be honest all the way out to your car and laughing like a maniac. I I was, my my father ran a grocery store and he loved finding a deal. So I kind of have that in my blood, the analogies like that, but that's beside the point. (laughs) All right. Weekend, uh, wildcard weekend, final thoughts, Craig, lead us off. Uh, final thoughts. Like this is wildcard weekend. And even though we sound like we know exactly who's going to win these games, don't be surprised if a few of these teams, um, don't Mm -hmm. win. 
<laughs> so playoffs are essentially a new season. So and yeah. I, now that sounds very really cliche, but that's that's how it is. So so yeah, just enjoy the games, have fun, and try not to uh, try not to overbet. Yeah, you, you made it through the season with maintaining your bankroll. Do not screw it up now. For example, don't put like ten dollars on TCU and then see them go down double digits and think they have to come back. So you put another ten dollars on them and then they give up a touchdown to start the second half. And you're like, there's no way that they're losing this game by the thirty one and a half points that they're getting right now. So you put another ten dollars on them. And the next thing you know, you wake up the next morning and you're like, what the hell just happened? I mean, I, I put like five bucks on TC throwing more than one and a half touchdowns so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and i and i know people sit there going oh he's complaining about losing 30 bucks my i i don't bankroll i bankroll dfs a lot larger than i bankroll my my sports betting so 30 bucks to me that's like a whole week's worth of winnings in sports books so yeah so definitely 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 do that uh be very very cautious with it um and have a good time with it Football, the season's almost over we're so happy for me. My final thought is just so happy to hear that Demar Hamlin is well and out of the hospital. He yes. was formally released today. Um, that is just such good news. I mean, they flew him back, so he was medically stable, but he was technically considered still hospitalized. He was flown as a patient to a hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from one hospital into a plane and then back into a hospital. But he was formally um, let uh, let out today. He's going to show up at the sideline on Sunday, folks. He is going to show up on that sideline on Sunday, and that place is going to freaking erupt. Like, he could run for mayor right now and and not have to do a damn thing to win in Buffalo right now. I mean, he could make, uh, make, make outrageous claims. Like, he's going to walk out there. My first action as mayor is to appoint a chicken as the head of police, and people would still <laughs> vote for this guy right now because he's just beloved because of what he's been through. If he shows up at that stadium on Sunday... May God have mercy on all of our souls because it's going to be raucous. Like the worst thing that could possibly happen for Miami is right before kickoff, they show him sitting in the owner's box. <laughs> At that point, Miami just might as well be like, all right, guys, let's go ahead. Shake him up. Shake the hands. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's, head, let's just get on the plane now. <laughs> let's get on the plane. Start, start the plane. <laughs> you know, so. But one thing, one thing you shouldn't be afraid to do is reach out to us. We love to hear from our fans. You can always reach out to us by email at fignutsdfs at gmail.com. You can try to reach us on Twitter, but Twitter's a cesspool. We are at fignutsdfs on Twitter. I went back on Twitter this week, Craig, and How'd it go? I was uh, I, I was Grandpa Simpson walking out the door after I saw Bart in the bordello. <laughs> That's it. I put my hat on the coat rack. I took one look at a tweet. I turned, worked around, took up my hat, and went right back out the door. So, <laughs> um, email is a much more reliable way to reach us right now. We're also available on Facebook. We are the Football Fignuts Podcast. There, the last thing you could do to really help us is to leave us a review. Um, and any feedback you want to give us is always welcome. We're always looking to improve. This is we're ending our sixth season. Crazy this is man. Our, this is our sixth full season of doing this podcast. We've made a lot of people money, um, and we're happy to do it. We enjoy doing it. We are grateful for our contributors. They get beer at Christmas as a thank you. Um, Craig got a very fancy bottle of beer from me this year. Where Where is that old Fezziwig? Thank you. Um, it It's sitting. It's still, it's still, I didn't drink it yet. Is it chilling? Not yet. Not yet. But it will be. The problem with you, all right, let's let's air this grievance out right away. Sure. The problem with you is you get fancy beers, and sometimes I feel like you're afraid to drink them. Like that bottle of of uh, Igor's Dream from like seven years ago. Well, that, yeah. You know why? Because it, 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 it kind of, what happened with that, it kind of like got, it got into the cabinet, and I left it there, and then it's like, yeah, I'm going to drink that. And then it, it just, time happens. And um, now it's so old it can vote. It could vote. Uh, I purposely did not drink the beer you gave me last year because I am purposely aging it, but I am going to drink it. I, I so so I buy I buy the Bourbon County the Goose Island series for our podcasters every year. Which one did I give you last year? Um, there's remember? two of them. The I think you gave me the cherry. Yep, I gave you the cherry based one. one. Yep, yep. I don't remember what the other one was. 
Um, I, can't, I can't say what cinch has got because I haven't given him his bottle yet, and he listened. So I got oh, one yeah. put aside for cinch. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> I give Sean the fr- I give Sean the crazy shit. This week was a biscotti. <laughs> this year was a biscotti stout. Oh, they're perfect. Now, and it'll rot in the back of his fridge, and then somewhere around Thanksgiving of next year, he'll be like, "What is this?" <laughs> like, yeah, that was your Christmas gift, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Go ahead and pop it open. So, anyway, I'm rambling. Uh, we will be back next week. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend. We certainly will, although we probably won't do it at Sean's house because I don't want to. I don't want to rile up Stephanie. But um, we will. We will watch it somewhere, and then we'll be back next week to start bringing breaking down the divisional round where there are no more buys and there nope. is everybody is is at risk and somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose and we'll see who does so. So until we speak next, thank you all for listening to us. Hi to Deb. Uh, thank you, Malta. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. Mm-hmm.